fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This 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 is views from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another rousing edition of the Views from Minch Street podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther talk that you can possibly stand. And then just a little bit more. Do have to apologize for the uh, downward sounding voice today and the fact that you have no doubt caught on by now that we did not have uh, pods last week, primarily because Lonzo and I uh were and i don't think i'm being terribly dramatic when i say uh knocking on death's door with some sort of something something that kicked us both square in the backsides uh it wasn't just you ladies and gentlemen we both literally called in sick from the actual show last week and while most of you i think are crossover listeners who have checked out the show at least a few times many of you are not and uh, suffice to say, Zoe and I don't call off. Neither one of us. In fact, uh, I went and looked, and I'm sitting on something to the tune of uh, like 250, 260 sick hours that I've accumulated because I just don't call in. Zoe and I both did at the same time. We got, as the kids say, wrecked, LOL. Uh, and miss not only the pods, but our but our own shows. However, we are back for the first time since the conclusion of the Carolina Panthers season, the beginning of the offseason, the beginning of the National Football League playoffs. And it, ladies and gentlemen, is time to get all caught up on everything that we've missed. And I guess, Lonzo, that we would be remiss if we did not start by going back to the end of the regular season for Carolina, mercifully with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting smoked by the Dallas Cowboys this week in the opening round of the playoffs, the 2022 NFC South season as a whole has come to its conclusion. And uh, let's just say it ended for the Panthers with a win. That moved us to 7-10. and It put us level with the Saints and Falcons, both also at 7-10. and But my goodness, and I know it's been a while, so some reflection has been had. What an abysmal way to end the season for both Carolina and New Orleans. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, they say like pulling teeth, but I think pulling teeth is probably a little more pleasant than, than, what we had to endure and someone had to win the game. I guess, I guess it could have ended in a tie, but it didn't. And the, uh, the Panthers decided, you know what, let's just, uh, let's win one more and mess up our draft status a little bit further. Why not? Let's just go ahead and win one more, win one more for the Wilksy. Win one for the Wilkser. 10, seven, your final Andy Dalton came out and threw a touchdown pass Early in the game to Chris Alave, the Saints would not put another point up on the board. We would end the game with a single touchdown. That touchdown uh, was, of course, a pick six back the other. No, excuse me, was a um, 
What was it? I didn't remember what the hell was the touchdown. I don't even remember what our touchdown was. It was uh it was a Sam Darnold touchdown. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It was the Sam Dar- Sam Darnold scamper. Uh it, the the whole game was just ugly, okay? The whole game was ugly. Darnold wins a football game where he went 5 of 15 for 43 yards and two touchdowns. Um I don't know if this was a case Lonzo of the Carolina Panthers won the game despite Sam Darnold or if the New Orleans Saints were just so pathetic behind the 15 of 25 for 171 and one touchdown of Andy Dalton that they gave it away. I also know it's irrelevant and it doesn't matter. Uh listen, they fought They could have rolled over at any point. Hey, the offense isn't getting it done. Let's just pack it up, head back to Charlotte and hit the offseason. So, I mean, whatever platitudes you want to hand out for fighting till the bitter end and going down swinging and all that, that game was, you described it on the air the day after it happened as uh, the first game in a while that it felt like work having to watch it. And I think that was the best description of that game. We could have given it. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to be anywhere, but there as, as far as watching it goes, there are times when, when two equally bad teams become entertaining just because you get so much chaos. That was not the case here. It was just like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Wow. We're still in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much it. I went back and I looked at the uh, the scoring summary. Oh, by the way, the uh, the touchdown was not credited to Darnold. Remember, he fumbled at the half-inch line going in, and the offensive guard, Michael Jordan, picked it up in the end zone, and it was listed as a fumble recovery for a touchdown. That's why it didn't show up on the, uh, on the regular stat sheet. Uh, I, I, I have bleached that game from my mind because it was that bad. I mean, listen, ordinarily, if this was our reaction pod, we would spend the first like 15 minutes breaking down this game. I don't think it's going to take us a full 15 minutes to do that. Sam Darnold was asked to throw the ball 15 times. He completed it five. He was atrocious in that game with the exception of running the ball Uh, We ran the ball 69 yards for Chuba Hubbard on 21 carries averaged up over three and a half yards, excuse me, 3.3 yards per carry. Deontay Foreman had 12 carries for 68 yards, averaged 5.7. Darnold carried it for 32. It was 171 on the ground. The only thing the Saints really had going for them was a little bit of Dalton early. He got to 171 through the air. Kamara had 107 on the ground, but he could not score in his 23 carries. Taysom Hill had 24 and was aggravating as always. Um, Chris Olave had 60 yards through the air, and that was really the only stand-up point. It, it really just comes down to uh, we fumbled the ball three times. We were able to hang on to it, so no turnovers in that direction. You had the two picks. The defense prevented the Saints from scoring the football or the Saints prevented the Saints from scoring the football. However you want to look at it, it was just a downright 
dog ugly football game that we ended the season with, I guess, some forward momentum question mark? I don't know if you consider it that. I mean, yeah, it was a victory, but there's so many things in question. I I, I mean, who's the momentum for? Is, is it for the interim coach who will not be the, the head coach? Is it for Sam Darnold trying to get a job somewhere else or solidify his job here? Is it for the running game? Is it for I, I don't know. I don't know who. And that's fair. And ladies and gentlemen, this is obviously uh, the point where I think we would ask Lonzo, did this win and did the boys putting up a fight to get a dub in the regular season finale do enough for Steve Wilkes to permanently own the head coaching job? But here we are a weekend, two days later, and we pretty much know that answer. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, unless you're just interviewing people to make it look good and you already know who you're who you're bringing in, but there's an awful lot of guys on the uh, block to be interviewed, including a major name, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually. Um, I just I do want to point out one thing, and and if I recall, I believe it was you, Rob Brown, that said Steve Wilkes would. Uh, have other teams wanting to interview him. It would seem to me that I haven't heard of any other team wanting to interview Steve Wilkes. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to talk head coaching candidates here in just a moment. 